Today is Tuesday, December 6, 2022. Harmy, Dylan, and Lee Zeldin and Mike Lindell are seeking to unseat current RNC chair Rana Romney McDaniel. Whew, it is heating up, baby. Wuhan scientists says that COVID-19 was made in a laboratory and the federal government continues to meddle in our elections. Scott Pressler joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today is the all-important Georgia Senate runoff election day in Georgia. If you do not crack 50% of the vote, then you have to go to a runoff. If the election is close enough, and it was, then you have to go to a runoff. It's like Groundhog Day all over again. You may remember the last Georgia runoff where Republicans lost two seats. Thanks a lot, RNC. Real special. Republicans in Georgia obviously have the capacity to elect people statewide, to elect Republicans statewide. Brian Kemp just won by about a bajillion points on Stacey Abrams, the governorship of Georgia. So what will happen today? We encourage you, of course, to get out and vote for Herschel Walker, who's running against Raphael Warnock. Raphael Warnock is the abusive ex-minister who has said many horrible things about America, many good things about socialism, and is going to have a really weird date with destiny when he goes to the pearly gates and tries to explain uh, abortion on demand at all times and terms of pregnancy, why he supports that uh, to a benevolent creator who designed that life that he supports murdering. So, of course, we think Raphael Warnock is a garbage human being, and we think you should vote against him if you live in the state of Georgia. Perhaps you've already voted in the state of Georgia. Then good for you. Again, later in the program, we'll be joined by Scott Pressler, who's in Georgia right now, and he'll give us some information from on the ground. What does Election Day look like? But here's where we are today. Senator Raphael Warnock and his Republican Herschel Walker barnstormed Georgia in the final plea to vote Four votes amid a growing momentum for the Democrat incumbent and fading GOP hopes. Okay, well, this is corporate media writing about Warnock and how Warnock is surging. Again, it's the same corporate media that told you that Donald Trump was approaching zero as it pertained to his election day victory in 2016. Here we go. Let's read. Warnock's first place finish in the first round of voting to scattered polling and temperature checks from Democrat and GOP operatives. Warnock heads into the election day with uh, with at least a slight favorite to win a full sixth term. Of course, Warnock did win a special election along with John Ossoff there in Florida. Correction, Georgia. If it was Florida, then the two Democrats would definitely not have won because Florida has their elections figured out and secure. In Georgia, you still got a lot of problems. I think a lot of Republicans are hoping uh, we'll be pleasantly surprised, but there aren't a lot of indicators out there to base that on, says Jason Shepard, former chair of the Cobb County GOP. Just a lot of people and hope and faith in things unseen. It's the Christmas season, after all, he says. Over the weekend, Warnock had a heavier schedule of the two. On Saturday and Sunday, he sprinted to six events in various cities while delivering a sermon at Ebenezer Baptist Church, where he serves as the senior pastor, and told parishioners that voting is a form of prayer. Yikes. Again, you're going to have to answer for your abortion policy someday and... I hope I can watch that. Really, I really do hope I can watch that. These people are uh, such, I mean, these these pastors, these abortion-supporting pastors are such black Sabbaths. Warnock warned repeatedly on the campaign trail that record-breaking turnout in the early voting period does not guarantee victory. Democrats have been encouraged 
that large early vote totals mean significant portions of their votes have already been cast. The balance Republicans will need to make up serious ground on Election Day. Georgia, I think, has broken all voting records, uh, according to to the uh, data that we've seen uh, for the runoff. Um, the CNN survey released Friday showed Warnock with a narrow lead over Walker, 52 to 48%. This is certainly not a runaway, but Republicans are being outspent by a ton, more than $30 million being spent in the Atlanta media market alone. Governor Brian Kemp, who romped to reelection in November, Clashing openly, uh, he clashed openly with Trump, got behind Walker early in the runoff. Republicans loaded, loaned his get-out-the-vote apparatus to Walker and cut an ad on his behalf. Here are the closing messages for each individual candidate. Herschel Walker, final message, get out the vote. Well, what's sad is they always trying to mislead people. That's the same as you listening to uh, the former president, uh, Barack Obama, talking about I'm talking about vampires and werewolves. You're 100 percent correct. But why don't they tell the whole story? The whole story is that story involves people having faith, having faith to continue to go out and do your job, having faith to get things done. So they don't tell you the whole story. Where the whole story is people of Georgia has been getting out. They've been voicing their opinion. Right now they're doing it. And I want people to get out. Everyone that hasn't voted, get out on December the 6th and vote. We got to have you to vote because that's the only way we're going to see a change. This is a movement right now. If you want a change, if you want better gas prices, if you want better grocery prices, if you want this border secured, if you want men out of women's sports, if you want all these things that everyone have died and gave us the right for the freedoms of the United States of America, you got to vote and get involved. Okay, so that is the closing message, including vampires and werewolves. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> actually know what he's referring to there. But it's like Obama and vampires and werewolves. Awesome. I'm voting for that guy. Amazing. Here is uh, the closing argument against Herschel Walker from Morning Joe. You know, Herschel Walker, Charlie, is unfit for the job, and it's embarrassing. It seems a little racist and condescending uh, in a million different ways. He is um, unmoored. He seems to have a lot of problems, but just intellectually, he's clearly not even remotely close to being up for the job, completely unfit. You people put a man with dementia into the White House. You put a human meat puppet into the Senate. People who can't even speak English. Shut up. Man. Oh, just so cringy. What is happening now? Well, Sam Bankman-Fried is playing in the Georgia runoff election. Dirty, dark Democrat dollars flooding the market. The GOP cavalry never showed up for Herschel Walker, reads NBC News. Overall, in the runoff, Senator Raphael Warnock and his Democrat allies have outspent the Republican and outside groups on the airwaves two to one, 52 million to 25 million, according to ad spending from Ad Impact. And just looking at the campaigns themselves, it's getting a bigger bang for his advertising buck. $25 million for Warnock, $10 million for Walker. He's just getting absolutely destroyed in the ad spend, which is important. Warnock and Democrats spent $84 million over the airwaves in September, compared with $76 million. The uh, Warnock campaign is dropping $36 million versus Walker uh, uh, on attack ads.
essentially the biggest change in the general election runoff. And it's de- uh, it is the decline in the outside GOP spending, the Mitch McConnell-backed Senate Leadership Fund, which dropped $40 million into the general election. Uh, and they have decided to not drop a lot into the runoff, which seems insane. Of course, we are totally and completely against Mitch McConnell as the leader of the GOP in the Senate. He's no leader at all. He's the leader of a single party and is not the Republican Party. It's the Uniparty. Uh, Mitch McConnell is the sole reason why we don't currently have control of the Senate. Mitch McConnell's life thesis and, and governing ideology is I, I will only ever support people who have total and complete loyalty to me, not a set of principles, not a party, not their base, to me. That is why we do not have Republican senators from Nevada and from Arizona right now. Mitch McConnell spent millions of dollars in Alaska for a very safe Republican seat in order to keep someone who is pro-abortion, her name's Lisa Murkowski, and somebody who voted against the repeal of Obamacare, Lisa Murkowski. That's the person that Mitch McConnell puts forward and spends money on, not Raphael Warnock, in order to save this seat, a seat that rightfully should be a Republican seat, and it is absolutely insane that it is not. Why isn't it a Republican seat? Well, because of the leadership of someone known as Rona Romney McDaniel, in part. She is the chairwoman of the RNC. She's been stumping pretty hard for Herschel Walker. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas came early this year for The Benny Show. The only thing that we wanted for Christmas was a free speech platform, and we were able to get it this year. And it is perfectly harmonious with our free speech cellular service that we use at Pure Talk. We were certainly tired of paying more for woke wireless companies that bend the knee to communist China, and that is why our team at Team Benny uses Pure Talk. It has blazing fast data and for just 30 bucks a month. Yeah, the same network, the same towers, the same coverage as the other guys, and half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice coverage. How do I know? Well, I am a customer. My business uses Pure Talk, and all of the benefits really add up for us. They're also a U.S.-based customer service company. They're owned by a veteran. And when you switch to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny, and you can switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Free speech. Go to puretalk.com, promo code Benny, save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. I would say stay away, quite frankly. The last time that the RNC got involved in the Georgia runoff Senate race, we lost two seats that could have very easily and should have remained Republican, therefore giving at least a single body to the Republican Party during Joe Biden's first two years. Now the Senate is completely lost. We will not have a majority in the Senate. And it is totally and completely because of the RNC and their idiocy on the campaign, mixed with a lot of other 
absolutely insane factors. I would say that Republicans not modernizing their voting apparatus, obviously a very big play there, and election security in the state of Georgia being also huge at play. Ronna McDaniel will be running again for RNC chairwoman. She will be once again wishing to lead the party. We are against Ronna McDaniel on a pure meritocracy basis. We don't know her. She's not our friend. This isn't anything personal. Ronna McDaniel was elected in 2017, and then she went on immediately to lose in a bloodbath in 2018. The Republicans lost the House, were absolutely clovered, handed the gavel back to Nancy Pelosi, handed Chuck Schumer power in the Senate in the next election, lost the White House 2020, lost two Georgia Senate seats in 2021, and woefully underperformed in 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, not going to work. Not going to work this record for Ronna McDaniel. Ronna McDaniel, of course, not clearly reading the tea leaves here, she went on TV in order to brag about the Republican performance in 2022, ending with possibly the cringiest line spoken on Fox News by a Republican in a very long time. Watch. Listen, I, I we never used the word red wave at the RNC because we knew the map had shrunk. There were less competitive seats because of redistricting, and we picked up 14 in 2020, and everybody forgets that. But Republican governors were overwhelmingly reelected last night because of what they did in the pande- pandemic, because we did have a message. We kept our schools open. We kept our economies humming. And from Florida to Ohio to Iowa, across the board, we didn't lose a single Republican governorship. And the wave did happen because we are waving goodbye to Speaker Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> okay, we're waving goodbye, you see? It's a real red wave. <laughs> okay, so I'm a father of two, and I got really bad dad jokes. When you're a father, you work so hard for your family, you don't have time to write new material. So I have bad dad jokes. I have never said anything that cringe. Ron McDaniel should lose, not because of her bad jokes, but because of her bad record, her bad policies, her bad leadership as RNC chairwoman. I know people very close to Ron McDaniel. She's not a good leader. She doesn't inspire any confidence, and she is losing a considerable portion of the donor class inside of the RNC. We have multiple sources telling us that donors are saying they're not going to be donating anymore to the RNC under Rana's continued decline, controlled retreat. That's what Rana Romney McDaniel is doing. She is a Romney, by the way. She's related to Mitt Romney, another known loser. So Rana will be running. Again, she's held this position since 2017. Ronna McDaniel, uh, not too popular with the base. Ronna McDaniel posting photos on the official RNC account. And all you got to do is scroll through some of the comments to see exactly what people think of Ronna. Clearly, the base is not with her. I travel the country. We can see it. You can see it in the comment section on this Instagram. You can also see it when you travel the base and speak with real Republicans. When you talk with the base, they are done with her. They are done with the Romneys. We are sick of the uniparty, weak, flaccid, linguini spine leadership. There ain't a single person on earth who's ever been inspired by Ronna McDaniel. Ronna McDaniel has never gone out and energized anyone. She's never projected any type of strength or any type of leadership. She's only been a known, controlled, decline loser. Jeb Bush, please clap. 
Now, who will be clapping for the votes for the RNC? How would you clap back and vote against Ronna McDaniel? Well, here's the process for selecting a GOP chairperson, RNC chairwoman or man. The committee has 168 members that hold votes. Now, these members are chairman and woman from each state. Each state gets a chairman and a chairwoman. And then you also include all of the state party chair people, plus the Puerto Rico and Guam and some of the other some of the other uh, small island principalities, uh, 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 territories, American territories also get a vote. So that's how you wind up with 168 members. They'll hold their vote to determine the RNC chairmanship at the committee's annual winter meeting, which will be held in January 2023, Dana Point, California. So in a matter of a month and a couple of days. So the candidates so far, cringy Rana, who has had absolutely no success. She's looking for a third term. Uh, According to reporting, she has support and commitments of support from more than 100. So that would give her enough votes to win. Now, this is before any... uh, very before anyone really has announced this, this polling was taken before anyone had announced against her. Now we have a cavalry, a stable of candidates who are announcing against her. Let us discuss. Epic pillow salesman Mike Lindell throws his mustache in the ring. Mike Lindell announcing on Steve Bannon's war room saying this. I am 100% running for the RNC chairman against Ronna McDaniel. 100%. I'm all in, Steve. And uh, one of the things that uh, one of the big donors said to me, he said, Mike, he said, everybody wants you to be head of the RNC. Some of them just don't know it yet. A lot of donors have been talking to us. We were at Mar-a-Lago this weekend at a big donor confab. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Every major money person in the GOP is sick of losing. You're sick of putting your money after bad policies and known losers. When you're putting in your own cash into an organization, you expect that organization to win in politics. Nothing matters but victory. And so Mike Lindell's right. The donors are saying no to Rana. And that's a very, very big thing that you'll see. Uh, Former (laughs) – Who's writing this? Daily Mail. Former crack addict turned pillow entrepreneur <laughs> Mike Lindell announced last week he's running to unseat Ron McDaniel. He he is a former. This is not this is not a lie. He's a former crack addict. Unlike Hunter Biden, who I'm sure is still currently on crack, comes after Republicans failed to deliver a red wave in the midterm elections. It would make Lindell, who energized as a key ally of Donald Trump. Uh, 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 the most one of the most powerful figures in the national party to announce thus far. So Mike Lindell, again, has thrown a comfortable set of Giza dream sheets into the into the ring for RNC chair. Who's next? Lee Zeldin is set to announce. Lee Zeldin is the former member of Congress, former gubernatorial candidate for New York, who won the House for Republicans. And what do we mean by that? Well, we have a map here, actually, of New York and how New York performed in the midterm elections. This is the percentage swing from Democrat to Republican from 2020. The margin changes from 2020. Look at the difference. Every single county more red. And that is in part because of Democrat failures of governors uh, of governorship and then 
also in part to Lee Zeldin's strength. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is the holiday season, and we were expecting to find a wonderful glowing red present under our Christmas tree, a red wave, and unfortunately it was more like a red wave for a kiddie pool. And so we may be left with more disastrous spending from Joe Biden, more taxes and deepening inflation. How do you protect what you have saved? Well, the answer is to diversify your IRA or 401k into precious metals. And you should do that with my friends at Birch Gold Group. Text Benny to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years' experience in converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, something with real value. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings, especially this Christmas. Text Benny to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation info kit on Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Check them out now. Text Benny to 9898. 98 to secure your future. Go gold. Do it today. Calling them out in presenting an alternative view. Now, how did that view go? Well, Lee Zeldin versus Kathy Huckle during the debates. He curb stomped the unelected uh, human rat hybrid who was running the state of New York. She is a loathsome woman. And the Difference could not be more stark. Watch. Yeah, of course. I, unfortunately, Kathy Hochul believes that the only crimes that are being committed are these crimes with guns. And you, you have people who are afraid of being pushed in front of oncoming subway cars. They're being stabbed, beaten to death on the street with hammers. Go talk to the Asian American community and how it's impact them with the loss of lives. Jewish people targeted with raw, violent anti-Semitism on our streets. It just happened yet again. We need to be talking about all of these other crimes, but instead, Kathy Hochul's too busy patting herself on the back. Job well done. No, actually, right now, there should be a special session. The state legislature legislature should come back and they should overhaul Castle's bail and these other pro-criminal laws with zero tolerance. But they're saying, elect me. She says, elect me. And then you'll find out where maybe I'll stand on this issue in January. Boom. Lee Zeldin absolutely taking it. The rat caught in a trap. Kathy Hochul only won by a few fractions of a percent. She only won by 500,000 votes, which in a, a state of 19 million voters, that is a slim margin. New York should be a rock solid blue Democrat state. Was not so with Lee Zeldin going hard at the failures in crime, the failures in raising our kid, the insanity of COVID, mask mandates, vax mandates, shutting down of the economy, and the absolute and total incompetence and mismanagement. And Lee Zeldin, again, swung every single district in New York more red. Some districts super dark red. Some of these districts, 25 25, 30% more red. Look at Long Island. And the reason why you can state that he won the House for Republicans is that his strong performance at the top of the ticket swung five House seats toward the Republicans and to the Republicans in victory and thus giving Kevin McCarthy Republicans in the House the margin that they need in order to take the House. Without New York, it doesn't happen. And Lee Zeldin is the person who you can thank for that. Lee Zeldin 
very prominent among Republicans and grassroots activists. They are pushing Zeldin to announce. As of right now, he has yet to announce. He's announced his announcement date, which will be uh, on uh, the uh, his announcement date will be on the seventh. He's going to announce uh, on Fox News. He's going to make his announcement on Fox News. So we'll see what happens there, ladies and gentlemen. Lee Zeldin, of course, would have our total and complete endorsement on the show. We're a huge fan of what he's done. We think that his uh, presentation of the issues that matter the most have truly swung voters. You can see it on the map there. It has won the House for Republicans. He sacrificed essentially his own seat for this, and he deserves to be rewarded. That's real meritocracy. In New York, Zeldin went into communities that Republicans don't traditionally go into and talked about crime and inflation. He overperformed in blue areas. He exceeded all expectations. Next, ladies and gentlemen, Harmeet Dillon. Harmeet Dillon is announcing that she is running for RNC committee woman. Harmeet Dillon is a lawyer. And her firm represents Donald Trump. Her firm represents many people in many lawsuits against the tyranny state, the FBI, the DOJ, Twitter. Harmy Dillon is a hero of the republic. Dillon has been talking with fellow RNC members about a prospective run. And those close to Dillon say that she could launch her run in the next few days. What is this? This is uh, from the Politico breaking news article. Harmy Dillon is running. That is confirmed. And here's why. After three successive terms of underwhelming results at the polls in the GOP, all the while the leaders congratulating ourselves for outstanding performance, I feel that we owe it to our voters to have a serious debate about the leadership of the party that we must change in 2024, Dylan said in a statement. A Dylan candidacy would mark a serious challenge to McDaniel, Romney McDaniel. People close to Dylan, however, insist that McDaniel's support is soft, that she could win over those who are unhappy with the party's disappointing leadership. Of course, Harmeet Dylan has been a fighter. We need that. Harmeet Dylan would also get our support. You have to have a committee man. And a committee woman, you have to have a chairman and a chairwoman, actually, at the RNC. Those are the bylaws of the RNC. So each state gets a committee man and committee woman, and the RNC has to have a committee man and a committee woman, chairman and chairwoman. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Parliamentary. Could Harmy Dillon run with Lee Zeldin? The answer is hell yeah, and our sources are saying yes, too. Harmy Dillon would run at the top of the ticket, presumably, and then Lee Zeldin would be co-chair, and we think that would be incredible. It'd be amazing to have fighters standing for us to be a little litigious as it comes to us defending election laws and defending our candidates and our worldview, all the millions that get funneled into the RNC. Wouldn't it be nice to see those actually put into practice instead of into the consultants' pockets for these scum That's what the RNC currently is, just a consultant cesspool of known losers like the Romneys. Harmy Dillon on Tucker Carlson's show defending those who have been wronged by Twitter, something that's very important to this show. Harmy Dillon is the battle axe that they all fear. Watch. I love the First Amendment and happy to see that the new owner of Twitter does as well. And I think that some of the things that he needs to do to immediately restore confidence in the value of this platform is, like he said, to open up the algorithms, to stop the shadow banning, to really open up and publish the records of all attempts by governments, by private corporations, by politicians 
to ask for censorship. We should all know what happened. And transparency is the first step to resolving the public trust in this very important platform. So even though I'm suing, I would love to see these improvements be made. And Do you see that, that amazing sweater that she's wearing? Do you know that Harmeet Dillon knits those sweaters herself? So she's like knits her own sweaters, which I think is amazing. Also, total badass sweater. Can I please get one? Can you mail me one? I would I would rock a Harmeet Dillon knit sweater on this show every single day because Harmeet Dillon, when no one else will in our party, stands up for Republicans who are targeted by the FBI. She does so often in the glowing light of the television screen, a favorite guest of Tucker Carlson, Harmeet Dillon defending Republicans against the predations of Biden's DOJ when most Republican leaders say what now? Huh? Who? What? I'm doing what? No, they would never they never have the balls to defend their own base because, of course, they don't just don't care. Harmeet cares. And she's putting her career on the line for you. Watch. A few days ago, a political reporter called several people and said, hey, have you heard or have you been served yet? The FBI is going to be serving 50 approximately search warrants and or subpoenas on Trump supporters. And then, you know, within 24 hours of that, two of our clients, three of our clients actually did either get search warrants or subpoenas. And these subpoenas are extremely broad. They're from the capital siege section of the United States uh, Department of Justice's uh, D.C. office. And they ask for broad categories of documents. They ask for all communications dating from a month before the election until a month, two months after the election. And they ask for all communications regarding uh, dozens of people. And the categories are alternate electors, uh, fundraising around irregularities around the election, and also a, a, a rally that happened before the January 6th uh, situation at the Capitol. So the Save America rally that happened. And so basically, most of this activity, if not all of it, is protected by the First Amendment. And the United States Department of Justice is telling reporters about these search warrants and subpoenas before they're executed. There's no other explanation for this. And I think the reason for this is to instill fear into Donald Trump supporters Harmeet Dillon is someone who fights, and we need that desperately. It is a breath of fresh air. We have a flaccid, linguine-spined, weak-kneed uh, group of leaders in the Republican Party, emblematic. Mitch McConnell is the one who stands, uh, uh, again, as the leader of the uniparty. They are wolves hiding in sheep's clothing. They do not represent you. They represent themselves and themselves only. They have no interest in the Republican Party, the base, or what the voters think. They merely and only operate as to what their own particular power vectors are in order to build themselves up and up the power of the uniparty. Again, I know this personally because I lived in Washington, D.C. for a very long time. I know Mitch McConnell staffers personally. I went to a party with Mitch McConnell staffer. I brought him a bottle of bourbon because McConnell's from Kentucky, and he like took it and essentially threw it in the trash and said, I don't drink bourbon. I don't even like Kentucky. I've never even been to Kentucky. This was a very high-ranking member of Mitch McConnell's staff showing t total and complete aberration towards the people he's supposed to represent. And that's who Mitch McConnell chooses to surround himself with. Well, personnel is policy. And so that is why the RNC must change personnel. And just to show you exactly how rotted the apple tree can get at the RNC, the former RNC chairman, Michael Steele, 
a man who is everything but steel. He is uh, not a, a rock solid individual. In fact, he is one of the weakest, flimsiest, most humiliating disgraces who has ever called himself a Republican. And that's saying a lot, saying a lot. George W. Bush and George H. W. Bush selling us out to the globalists and to China. But Michael Steele really is in the running for the worst, dumbest Republican of all time here on your television screens this weekend, saying that Elon Musk practicing free speech on Twitter is a, you guessed it, threat to free speech. What are your thoughts on all of this tomfoolery over the last 24 hours? I guess with Musk is to prove that, hey, I'm the right kind of Republican, meaning I'm a Trump Republican. I'm a, uh, you know, election denying Republican. I, I don't know what kind of Republican he is. I mean, probably next year he'll be an independent or a Democrat, depending on how the wind blows. Um, but the re- but the reality of it is uh, putting those things back on the platform uh, it juxtaposition with the argument that he's all about free speech. Um, really undermines the central, some of the central tenets of free speech is that it is, it is about, yes, the freedom of you to say things, but not at the harm or expense of someone else. And so when you're perpetuating lies and, and, and so forth, um, you're really kind of laughing in the face of this idea of what the platform he claims is supposed to be. For the party, um, they love it. I mean, they got, they got the world, one of the world's richest men, uh, helping them, uh, foment the kind of distrust of the system uh, and disinformation um, where their fingerprints don't necessarily have to be on it. Mm, Like a little plausible deniability, if you will. Well, well, Elon said. (laughs) Exactly. It wasn't me, it was Elon. It really makes you wonder how much they pay these people to sabotage and to disgrace themselves and to go be pantomimes on television. Michael Steele, such an embarrassment. He said there, and I quote, Elon Musk Liberating Twitter and allowing free speech is actually antithetical to free speech because free speech means that you can't go hurt someone when you're speaking. What? What? <laughs> what? You're going to have to show me where that is. Why don't you whip out your old founding doc? Give me the black and white there, Michael Steele, about where that is in the Constitution. Free speech means that you can't speak when you're hurting someone. If what you're saying hurts someone's feelings, you can't say it. Amazing. How much money does it take to pay off a former RNC chairman? This guy ran the RNC in order to sit there and sabotage. I mean, obviously not just the founding principles of this country, but also his his decency. And of course, it's them who are getting clowned right now, writing in the New York Post. FBI warned Twitter during weekly meetings of Hunter Biden hack and leak operation. The great Miranda Devine exposing precisely what happened with the FBI directly influencing our election and meddling in the 2020 election by prepping Twitter in order to ban the Hunter Biden laptop story. The FBI warned Twitter during weekly meetings during the 2020 election to expect hack and leak operations by state actors involving Hunter Biden. Amazing how they knew the details down to the very person that the leak would be about. Could this be because the FBI had the laptop? The answer is yes, of course. They had the laptop. The FBI knew that the laptop was going to be used against Joe Biden, their preferred candidate, and at the direction and the allowance of Bill Barr, who's Trump's attorney general. Guys, it's a coup. That's what the 2020 election was. These people are all working for Trump. 
The people who banned the laptops are they worked for Trump. Say what it is. It should it should sting. It should salt in the wound is actually good. You got in order to fix the pain, in order to suck out the poison, you gotta actually get to the pain first. You gotta get there. This should hurt. These people, they sabotaged it, and it was the calls were coming from inside the administration. This was allowed by Bill Barr. The warnings were so specific that Twitter immediately censored the post scoop about Hunter Biden's laptop on October 14, 2020, citing hacked materials policy, which they went on to actually amend, like actually create a policy. So they banned it and then they created the policy to ban it. Funny that. A move described Saturday as election interference by Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk. The extraordinary revelation is the first time lays bare how the FBI involved in pre-bunking the story of the laptop, which had been the Bureau's possession for over a year. I was told in these meetings that the intelligence community expected that individuals associated with the political campaigns would be subject to hacking attacks. This is Yoel Roth, of course, uh, speaking in a sworn affidavit. I also learned that these meetings rumors of hack and leak operation would involve Hunter Biden. So the federal government acting directly to sabotage the bombshell, largest news story of our time. Jonathan Turley, one of our favorite commentators on Fox, had this to say as it pertains to everyone understanding that Hunter Biden's laptop is now real. That includes The New York Times, CNN, Washington Post, NBC News, and so on. CBS News did like a 17-minute segment on how real the Hunter Biden laptop is not that you needed that, of course, if you were tuning into this program. Jonathan Turley stating that what this proves with Hunter Biden's laptop's authenticity is that the Bidens are actually in charge of a multi-million dollar influence peddling campaign at the very top of the U.S. government, selling out your republic. The Bidens. High treason. That's what's happening here. Watch. Right. I mean, you have these censorship apologists who are bordering on propagandists. I mean, you've got people who are saying, oh, you know, Twitter was just removing vulgar or explicit pictures under their policy. No, they weren't. Mm -hmm. These these emails talk have Twitter officials talking about how they don't have evidence of hacking. They were preventing the story from being shared, not not these pictures. And they ultimately said it was a mistake. But it's like an alternative universe when you go to some of these other sites. And the, the one thing they don't want to talk about is what's on the computer. Some of them are admitting now it's authentic, but that means the emails are authentic, which means that there was a multi-million dollar influence peddling scheme by the Biden family. And that's the one thing that Washington does not want to discuss. Wow. That's a big statement. Jonathan Turley. Multi-million dollar influence peddling scheme run at the center of the Biden family. It's the one thing that I don't want to discuss. Who was paying the piper? China. Why would China pay off the Bidens? Why was this so important? Well, what we are finding out now, some shocking revelations from inside of the Wuhan laboratory funded by Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci couldn't recall Critical questions during COVID deposition, Republican Attorney General. Ladies and gentlemen, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry got Dr. Fauci under oath and said the public is going to be shocked when they learn how little Dr. Fauci could recall during this week's deposition. Some of the most important actions and discussions that he took during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I quote, I think that the public's going to be shocked to learn how much Dr. Fauci can't recall some of the most important actions and discussions that we had at the time. 
It's certainly disturbing. It calls into question, you know, his overall mental capacity to remember key details. Landry and Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and their legal teams interviewed Dr. Fauci under oath on Wednesday. What I will tell you is that it's just part and parcel a bigger legal strategy we believe ultimately will lead to a successful case. Their lawsuits have to do with the government interfering with social media companies and violating Americans' First Amendments. And the First Amendment is the ability to synthesize information around you and to speak your heart and your mind. That is what free speech means, not what Michael Steele, scumbag, Judas, sellout, 30 shekels of silver sellout to the Republican Party has to say. Imbecile. Free speech means you're allowed to speak freely except for unless you hurt someone. Well, you know what hurts someone? This next story, and it hurts the Communist Party of China. A scientist that worked at the Wuhan laboratory saying, yes, COVID was genetically engineered at the Wuhan laboratory. This, according to multiple media reports, this scientist is a big time advocate for what Dr. Fauci used to push through the EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak. The beastly, ungodly destruction of natural viruses and turning them into Frankenstein viruses by supercharging them and making them super transmissible. He's saying that this is the experimentation that was going on inside of Wuhan. This is how you got COVID. A U.S.-based scientist who worked at a research lab in China's Wuhan, the city where the virus first emerged, said that COVID is a man-made virus that leaked from the facility. COVID was leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, a state-run and funded research facility two years ago, the New York Post reported, quoting U.S.-based researcher Andrew Huff's statement in the British newspaper at The Sun. In his latest book, The Truth About Wuhan, the epidemiologist Andrew Hunt has claimed that the pandemic was caused by the U.S. government's funding of coronaviruses in China. According to the New York Post report, Andrew Huff is the former vice president of EcoHealth Alliance, nonprofit organization based in New York that studies the infectious disease. This is the organization that Dr. Fauci funded in order to conduct this research. Andrew Huff claimed that China's gain-of-function experiments were conducted with inadequate security resulting in the leak from the Wuhan lab. Foreign laboratories, and I quote, did not have the adequate control measures in place for ensuring proper biosafety, biosecurity, and risk management, ultimately resulting in the lab leak. China knew from day one this was a genetically engineered agent. Andrew Huff wrote, the U.S. government is to blame for the transfer of dangerous biotechnology to the Chinese. I was terrified by what he saw, according to the Sun newspaper. Possibly the largest story to date that we have covered. This is the bombshell, and this is why all the rats are running scared. This is why Fauci is getting the hell out of Dodge, why he is resigning. Hopefully, the next person to resign or to get out of Washington, D.C. will be Raphael Warnock in the Georgia Senate race. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me now, Scott Pressler, who's on the ground in Florida registering voters and Republicans, going to give us a big update on the RNC race and on the Georgia Senate runoff. Scott Pressler joins me now.
All right, now joining us for an on-the-ground update from the great state of Georgia is Scott Pressler, without question, a force of nature, a hurricane of Republican energy and pride and power, somebody who really can literally change elections. And one of my homies down here, the new Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna, literally recommends and suggests that Scott Pressler won her her seat in Congress in the state of Florida. Scott's working his magic in Georgia. What is the update from Georgia Scott. Wow, well, what a compliment. Thank you for having me, Benny. So I'm here in Atlanta, and already I've been to Cobb and Forsyth counties. And as we know, Cobb is one of those troubled children we always talk about here in Georgia. And then tonight I'm going over to Cherokee, which is majority Republican. But hey, we need those majority Republican voters to vote. So we're doing door knocking, phone banking, as well as ballot chasing not to be confused with ballot harvesting, but what we're doing is we have a list of people that have received absentee ballots, and we're making sure that those people turn in those ballots. So this has been an all of the above approach to voting here in Georgia for Herschel Walker. Yeah, if you're not familiar with Scott, you have to see him as sort of a prophet. Now, you can see him as a prophet for two reasons. One, because of his work on the ground. As I said, a district that probably could have gone Democrat very easily. It was Charlie Crystal district here in Florida was one. And the woman who won it, who's an incredible patriot, thanks Scott Pressler for his incredible on the ground work. Also, you can see him as a prophet uh, because of his hair. And he looks very prophetic in uh, the, the, his 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 demeanor. And when he's out registering voters, man, people are really Republicans are really attracted to him. They know Scott. He's a grassroots hero. Uh, why are Republicans losing in this battle? You've been talking a lot about ballot harv legal ballot harvesting uh, and how Republicans need to see the world and the landscape going forward. Well, I mean, it's a variety of reasons why 2022 didn't turn out like many expected that red wave that just didn't materialize. You know, we need more small dollar donations. We need more people to become precinct chairs and election day workers and register voters and legally ballot harvest. But we need everybody to get involved. You know, we have wonderful people, but uh we have many mouths speaking and we don't have enough hands working and so to anybody that's watching right now uh this benny johnson show i encourage you get active and make sure that we are working towards 2023 and 2024 and just for a moment i want to talk about pinellas county since you did bring up congresswoman elect on a polina luna well, Pinellas County used to be majority Democrat in terms of voter registration. In August, Democrats had 2,779 more Democrats than Republicans. As of today, there are more than 10,000 Republicans registered than Democrats in Pinellas County. So it shows you guys, even if it's like only five voters per day, those numbers add up incrementally. And I have to tell you, going into 2023, I'm going to continue to teach uh, voter registration, how to run for office, as well as I'm creating a manual for how to legally ballot harvest in all 50 states across the country. So can you talk to us about what the winning recipe was in Pinellas County, because this is exactly the kind of county that so many Republicans lost. Republicans performed so poorly in these toss-up seats. There were 35 toss-up seats in 2022, and Republicans lost virtually every single one of them. Uh, based on your Twitter feed, it's because they didn't put in the work. What's the winning recipe, Scott? 
Well, we had a great candidate, Congresswoman-elect Ana Polina Luna. Uh, we had a great governor that was actually leading with conservative policies, not just talking about them, but implementing them into uh, the government, into actual policy that was turning into uh, law. And we need that across the country. We can't just, again, speak with these. We have to use our hands and actually implement those policies into law. And, uh, and we also had the tireless efforts of thousands of volunteers across Pinellas County uh, doing the work of voter registration, knocking on doors. So really, it's not just one magic item. It's all of those things coming together that delivered a resounding victory in Florida. And I have to tell you, if it weren't for Lee Zeldin in New York, if it weren't for legal ballot harvesting in the state of California, and if it weren't for Republican policies and Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, Republicans would not have won the House in 2022. That's right. And this is why you are actively supporting Lee Zeldin for RNC chair. I am, if he chooses to announce, but I have to tell you, I posted today that I not only support the Congressman Lee Zeldin, but I also support Harmeet Dillon. I would be thrilled if either of those two candidates uh, were to replace Ronna McDaniel. And I want to make it clear, I respect what the chairwoman has done for our party, and I respect that she's a uh, loving wife and is raising a conservative family. So we're not going to make this race negative whatsoever. We're going to talk about why Lee Zeldin would be a great RNC chairman, why Harmeet Dillon would be a great RC, RNC chairwoman. And hopefully by having that new leadership, we're going to be able to support the grassroots like we never have before and make the RNC even more litigious. What I respect about Harmeet is that she's won many victories for us because of uh, her background in law and being an attorney. And we need more of that. In the state of Wisconsin, it wasn't the GOP or RNC that sued over unmanned unmanned ballot uh, drop-off boxes. It was actually a third-party organization, which is the reason why in the 2022 midterm elections, uh, the Supreme Court of Wisconsin ruled it was unconstitutional, illegal to have unmanned drop boxes. So we as a party need to become more litigious to make sure that we're fighting against uh, the Democrats when they try to push these illegal ways to vote. Yeah. So is this your major uh, motivating factor for supporting Lee Zeldin, Harmie Dillon, who we covered earlier in the show, Scott, how they could run as chair and co-chair because there has to be a, a man chair and a woman co-chair or vice versa, woman co-chair, man. So they could technically run as a ticket. And a lot of people are telling us that that's what's going to happen. Uh, are you supporting them because there wasn't that grassroots infrastructure in the previous RNC leadership? In part, yes, but I'm also supporting them because both of them are winners. As I mentioned, Harmy Dillon has had success. And Lee Zeldin, if it weren't for him, if it weren't for his leadership, we would not have had so many victories at the congressional level in the state of New York. And I want to make it clear, he only lost by 500,000 votes in a state that has 19 million people. And I'm going to be spending a lot of time in New York from now going into 2026. And I firmly believe that if we spend the next four years registering voters, especially on Long Island and Westchester and upstate 
upstate New York, and I will be going to Buffalo and Syracuse. We need to go into the blue areas as well. I believe that we could flip the New York governorship in 2026. And I'm tired, Benny, of always playing on the defense in red states and for fear of them turning purple. Why don't we go into blue states and make the Democrats as scared that we're going to turn them red? I think that should be our strategy. Let's make them burn that cash and burn that dough. And maybe that's why Lee Zeldin is so emphatic about your assistance in the RNC into the future. Lee Zeldin has been tweeting many nice compliments of you, Scott. I mean, it's pretty impressive, along with shock, as the rest of us have shock, that the RNC has never once reached out for for your help reached out for your assistance. You are, again, prophetic in your ability to choose races and districts to flip. You're incredible in your hard work. We love having you on the program. It seems like you are making the rule book, literally, figuratively and quite literally, creating the rule book for how to win the handbook. And the RNC never once reached out to you? No, GOP leadership uh, has never reached out. I'm not going to name any names because, of course, we don't do that. We're classy. But uh, I've shown what one person can do, and President yes. Trump has shown what one person can do, and Elon Musk has shown what one person yes. can do. You at home, if you're ever feeling discouraged or if you feel like your vote doesn't matter, I want you to remember people like Trump and Elon because they truly have changed the world. And imagine if 330 million Americans all set their sights on doing something like that i mean we could transform our country for the better but no it has been it's been very humbling to receive the support of uh the congressmen and so many of you across the country that have asked me to become rnc chairperson but i have to be honest with you i i don't think right now in my life that would be a role that i would pursue but what I would like to do is if there were a Harmeet Dillon and Lee Zeldin ticket, I would love the opportunity to come on with the RNC as a volunteer recruiter, volunteer mm-hmm. trainer, and to help make sure that we are working on those flip districts to make sure that we have victory in 2023, 2024. And last, um, I do want to say, what what is the pathway forward? Here's where my mind is right now. Mm-hmm. Election day. Tuesday, the 6th, we're all getting out the vote for Herschel Walker for the great state of Georgia so he can become our next senator. And then as soon as the election is over, we go in straight into RNC mode. And I'm going to disseminate a list of every single chairman and every single committee man and committee woman who will be voting for our next RNC chair. And I'm going to need everybody's help across the country respectfully calling these people and asking them if they will support a Harmeet Dillon, Lee Zeldin, mm-hmm. if that's going to be the ticket. And then after that, 2023, we're going to flip the governorship of Kentucky from blue to red. We're going to flip the governorship of Louisiana from blue to red. We're going to hold the governorship in Mississippi, Mississippi. And last, we have an opportunity in Virginia, where we now have a Republican governor, Glenn Youngkin, to flip the Senate. And therefore, we would control all three branches of government and we would be able to legislate conservatively like Governor Ron DeSantis has done in the state of Florida. So we're developing a plan for the future. It's incredible to just hear, hear you knock this stuff off the top of your head. And Scott, you and I have traveled together. We've we've gone places together. We've spoken on the same stages together. We, Scott is the real Scott is the real deal. What's that? 
I said, we've been pheasant hunting together. <laughs> <laughs> we went pheasant hunting with Christy Nellum in South Dakota. It was amazing. Scott had a little book with him the entire time. And inside of his book, Scott was making notes about which districts, registrations, which districts to flip, making notes about local city council members and people to reach out to. It's unbelievable. And I suppose that is the question I have for you, I guess, in conclusion here, Scott, would you accept the position of outreach director for the RNC under a Zeldin Dillon uh, administration? Without a doubt. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And 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 in in, in conclusion here, what would be one of your first acts? Let, let's. I hate doing hypotheticals, but you're so good at this. There's very few experts who I'd want to ask this question of. What would be some of the major reforms you'd bring instantly to the RNC? I think the biggest thing is on the GOP website of of having a how to immediately. How do I become a precinct chair for a vacant precinct? How do I become a state committee man, a state committee woman? Uh, how do I run for office locally and become a school board member or a city council member, et cetera? The biggest problem that we have with the GOP that I've noticed is we have a connectivity issue is mm. there are so many people that follow me that want to help and it's difficult because i'm one guy i i can't mm -hmm. help everyone even though i sorely want to and it's I, I would hire you know what i would do i would hire someone or a team of people to literally field calls and social media requests every single day simply connecting people to their local Republican Party and making hmm. sure that they know exactly where their place is. For example, Forsyth GOP, when is the next meeting? Here are the details for you to show. And I'd have somebody who that was just their job of connecting people with their local Republican parties across the country. And, you know, uh, another job, too, would be I know this is kind of trolly, but it's it's also kind of fun is I love going to Joe Biden's White House Facebook page because there are a lot of people who have either regretted voting for the president or they're angry Republicans who just want to make their voices heard. And we need to tap into those people. And so what I do is I always reply to them and say, are you registered to vote at your current address? Because I want to make sure that if they don't like the president, that they're voting. But those are all potential opportunities that we could tap into, get them involved with their local party, have them register voters, legally ballot harvest. And uh, I think that's something that is really needed within the GOP of having true connectivity uh, in order to build up these county parties and GOP infrastructures. Wow. OK, so hard. So, I mean, of course, and it's amazing how uh, weak the RNC is on social media. It's it, remarkable to just hear you hypothetically talk about utilizing the power of social media and direct connectivity uh, to advocate for our worldview. You don't hear anything uh, from that uh, at the RNC. Hopefully that'll change. Harmeet Dillon and Lee Zeldin, obviously quite good at social media, very good at social media. Z Lee Zeldin up in your mentions on Twitter.com. This is, by the way, what Scott Pressler's Twitter.com looks like. He is cruising past 1.2 million followers. Look at him go. In, in closing, Scott, what is your message to Harmeet Dillon, who has confirmed her announcement, and Lee Zeldin, who will be announcing, he's confirmed a date of his announcement on the uh, 7th. Uh, he'll be going live on Fox News to presumably announce his run for RNC here. What is your message to the two of them? 
Well, my message number one is to thank both of them for their years and decades of service to our party and to conservatism and to thank them for putting their their names out there, because, you know, as soon as you do that, you're going to have a lot of uh, attacks coming against you as well as support. And what I suggest to both of them, if they are seriously uh, thinking about becoming the next chairperson is to contact every state chairman, every state committee man and committee woman, and really explain in detail what their plans are to make sure that we are successful in all 50 states moving forward, and how they as the RNC chairperson would ensure that those state parties, the GOP counties, the infrastructures uh, are going to be helped and benefited from them being in that position, because that's what I would want to hear as the state chair. How are you going to help grow the Iowa GOP, Texas GOP? How are you going to make sure that we are winning in 2023 and 2024? And I think that was our main difficulty in 2022, Benny, is we always heard, yes, we're going to stop the supply chain crisis or we're going to stop the fentanyl crisis, but crisis. But what is the actual detailed realized plan? Plan. And I think they would be very well suited if if they told those committee men and committee women and chair people what the plan is for success in 2023 and beyond. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to say it, Scott. The, the, I mean, I would like to hear how we don't lose more because we've been losing for a very long time. R Ronna yeah. sworn in 2017 and then 2018 bloodbath. 2020, really bad, not great. 2021 with the two Georgia Senate seats lost and now 2022 uh, uh, uh i mean a, a disappointment certainly um i think is the the clearest way to say it so yeah i mean victory or nothing that's sort of what i'd like to hear thank you scott god bless you in your work and wow i mean from your mouth to god's ears please like let scott be the gop outreach director i think it could save the country definitely save the party well, thank you, Benny. And yeah, listen, no matter what happens uh, with Herschel Walker's race, we are not stopping. We are not slowing down for a second. And I so look forward to working with each of you and just slide on into my DMs. And <laughs> I'm happy to help however I can. And if I don't hear from you, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, and enjoy the time with your family, Benny. Amazing. Amazing. Scott Pressler, everyone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of leadership that we need. This is the kind of energy that we need. This is the kind of vision that we need for God, family, country. This is what we care about on this show. This is what we do every single day. And we thank you so much. We are seeing, again, record viewership. We are seeing major uptick in subscribers. And it's all because of you. You are a free man. You are a free woman. You were born that way. That's the way God designed you and created you. Do you see these protests out in communist China? Do you see what these people are risking? Not since our American Revolution have people risked so much. This is similar to the American Revolution in the sense that they stood, they stand to lose everything. And that's because of universal principles of freedom put into the hearts of all mankind by their creator. That's what we are for on this show. That's what we are about on this show. And that's why this show is pure offense. We go offense, 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 gain ground back from the communist. And that's how we're going to remain free. We're going to fight ladies and gentlemen, and we'll do it every single day here. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.